0: i Spaces Hello and welcome to The Ether. Today is Monday, March 13th, 2023. Today on The Ether, The Bare Bones of Web 3, Episode 22, featuring special guest Patrick Skinner.
1: Let's take a listen. The date is March 13th, 2023. Welcome to Bare Bones and Web 3, Episode 22. With your host, Saberstein, EJ, the founder, and B-Banz. It's your weekly dose of Web3 news, opinions, market analysis, and updates. This show is sponsored by Space Skellies. Please see the links above for more information. This show is entertainment information. Don't be silly. This is not financial advice. None of the topics discussed should be taken as such. If you are interested in these topics, Please do your own research. This week, we're going to be joined with our special guest, um, Patrick, the CTO of Agami. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. We'll be chatting with him towards the end of the show, and I'm excited to hear about his product. Well, the Bare Bones Newsreel, March 13th. Now, interesting things have happened recently with Coinbase, and I'm just going to highlight them in order. (laughs) Coinbase announced that they had a good relationship with the U.S. government. Then, Peck Shield alerts, tweets out that 49,000 Bitcoin that that had been confiscated by the U.S. government from Silk Road Crimes, which is currently worth $1 billion, was transferred to Coinbase. And then right after that, Kathy Wood of ARK Investments purchases 350,000 shares of Coinbase. And then within a few days, the Coinbase uh, major stable coin USDC depegs. But with the with the current news, there was a joint statement that was released with the Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve, the FDIC, that said that they would be providing funding for Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank as well. And this was to quote unquote, according to the press release, strengthen public confidence in the banking system. Well, right after this announcement, circle makes a press release stating that USDC is now pegged one-to-one. Now, these things have all happened around the same time, and whoa, have we had a busy, busy few weeks. I'm not saying that they're related. I'm just saying this is the current news on Coinbase. For our next story, proof of reserves. Should there be a warning against proof of reserves? Never has there been a time when financials were more transparent than they are now on the blockchain. With decentralized finance, all transactions are open for all to see. In the, to see, Now, in the past, banks were able to maintain some kind of privacy. However, the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, which is PCAOB, whose standards are set by the SEC, has issued a warning against proof of reserves and called the PORs. Um, Proof of reserves that exchanges like Binance are offering unsafe. Now, what is a proof of reserve P.O.R.? According to Investopedia, it is a transparent auditing practice for cryptocurrency companies that provides an unbiased report of the company's assets in the reserves. Now, a few crypto centralized exchanges have followed the example of Binance after the collapse of FTX and offering proof of reserves. Recently, Binance added 11 more tokens, raising the reserves to $63 billion. Now, the PCAOB is supposed to be looking out for customers. So wouldn't transparency be something that this oversight committee would appreciate? Now, with anything, you assume responsibility for your assets when you deposit them into an exchange that is offering this proof of reserves. This offering is done to increase your confidence that you can trust this financial entity. However, in my opinion, the SEC is not here to have you confident in an exchange like Binance. But as they shared in their joint press release with the Department of Treasury in strengthening the public's confidence in the banking system, Now, I just had to throw my little foil hat in the air and see whose head it falls on. But just wanted to have a little interesting topics to kind of tie together with everything that's happening um, in the markets. On to um, some other news. Mining operations stealing power. Even though it was a good idea, it's still stealing. A school in Massachusetts had their electricity stolen. While an ex-employee, Nadim Nahas, was mining Bitcoin, he pled not guilty the charges and he's awaiting trial. The identifying information on the mines traced back to Nadim's credit card, um, even though Nadim says that he, he has no idea about any of this and he's pled not guilty, but he allegedly stole about $18,000 worth of electricity to run the crypto, to run his crypto mining operation that was set up in the crawl space. So I find that extremely interesting especially with the possibility of a 30% tax for digital asset mining that's being uh, proposed by Biden. If this passes, we might be seeing some more illegal mining operations in crawl spaces. And now for our final two stories. Green United LLC has been accused by the SEC of a crypto mining scheme. The company stated that they were mining Bitcoin, but the scheme defrauded $18 million from its customers over a period of four years. It seems every time we talk about amazing things on the blockchain, the metaverse, in the metaverse or anything, the first in line to adopt this technology is South Korea. They first did their blockchain IDs that use biometric scanning for the college students so they can have plastic-free IDs. And now they have a full metaverse copy of the city of Seoul. The metaverse city was created according to uh, Cointelegraph's autograph um, for South Korea. To help domesticate metaverse-related companies, and so that to also help them compete compete with global players, adding that they plan to actively support it. I'm really really excited to see what this looks like. I think it's awesome that they did a whole metaverse of their city, and um, essentially kind of making a playground. So I'm super excited about that. And for our final story, before I hand the mic over to Saberstein, we have. NFT transfer transfers. These bridges are becoming very popular. There are There's a current bridge um, that has already been created by Aptos on the wormhole bridges. This wormhole NFT transfer is essentially, the idea is that you would take your NFT, mint it, and you'll be able to send it cross-chain using the Aptos wormhole. Super excited to see how that all works out. I know that there's another protocol on Cosmos Colt Arc protocol that's in beta testing that is working on transferring co- um, NFTs within the cosmos. And on that, we will hop over to Saberstein for our crypto market analysis.
2: Good morning. Thank you so much, B-Bans, for the news. I love, I love B-Bans's news. She always finds such, such amazing news. Um, apologies for my voice. Uh, still having a bit of trouble from the week, but hopefully it's OK and we can get through this. So interesting week in crypto last week and this coming week as well. So let us see what we can see on the weekly chart. The candle closed as a hammer candle. So this means price traded down words. Then buyers stepped in and price rallied very close to the open to create a candle that has a small body with a really long tail below. So this signifies that bears were able to push price down but could not sustain momentum and bull stepped in to push price back up. You will generally find this at a at a good support area., uh, so we will not know if this is a trend reversal reversal until next week, as confirmation is a bullish candle that closes above the very small wick of the hammer candle. So price would need to close above uh, twenty two thousand six hundred. and of course there is a very interesting week ahead. so, not get too excited yet. Volume on this hammer candle is interesting as it closed on very high volume, which gives some added confluence that buyers support this area. Um, the volume was very similar to the FTX death candle that took us all the way down to like 15000 um, So it's just interesting to see that amount of volume in that area. Generally a good sign. Uh, so on the daily chart, we saw price break and hold below 21500 which was local support on Thursday. Then on Friday, price touched and held the 200 SMA, which is generally a very strong support line. And that was about, uh, the 200 SMA was, excuse me, about 19720 And uh, price traded down to 19585 uh, But it held, it wicked and it held. <clears throat> so this caused Friday's candle to close as a hammer candle uh, on very high volume. Confirmation of trend reversal was Saturday's bullish candle that closed above the high of the hammer. So similar to what we were speaking about on the weekly chart, we actually can see it on the daily. So you do not need to catch the bottom. You can wait for the setup and sometimes the chart, and sometimes the chart, sorry, just doesn't give good signals and you'll miss out. But in this case, we had a quality setup that gave just over 9% so far. If you actually, well, more now, because I just see it went up a little bit more. Um, if you traded bitcoin with no leverage so to summarize we had price holding the 200 sma we had a hammer candle on high volume and then the second daily or the second daily candle closed above the hammer on above average volume and lastly we can add in that rsi hit thirty um, RSI, rsi is one of the last indicators I look at but it did add, add confluence and I believe it was last week's Um, Show that I spoke about RSI and how I generally watch, um, you know, if you're looking for um, a balance on a downtrend, you're looking for RSI 30 and below. And if you're looking um, to go short, you would be looking at uh, RSI like 70 and above. And those could be areas for spot. You don't have to do leverage, but accumulation and distribution as well. Uh, So now, price has broken above previous resistance at 21,500 and is currently touching the trend line. Now I say that because I wrote this last night, but it's actually pushed above now. Uh, Currently, we're trading at uh, 22,925. So we're close to 23,000. On last week's show, we discussed a potential trade should price break down from that trend line. Um, So price is also testing a previous resistance and supply area. And is trading within a crossroads of two trend lines. So with the volatile week ahead, you are trading at a lower risk reward ratio. If you do not have time to watch charts or react to any news that comes out, I personally would not be entering any leverage or large trades until the test settles. You can definitely use a small portion of your portfolio or think of it as maybe uh, a gamble, similar to like in traditional markets when you're playing earnings. You know, those are generally a gamble as well. Um, but just know that there will always be another trade and you do not have to trade every week. Maybe you take the week off. Maybe you do some like research. Uh, maybe go look at some pretty JPEGs, touch some grass or snow, wherever you are. But just focus on keeping your capital safe. Right? That is always number one, always number one. Keep your capital safe. So if you don't have the time, you don't have the energy, any of that stuff, like just no need, no need to trade, right? And you can watch for those A plus, those quality setups. Um, so with that being said, on Friday, most people were shaken when USDC depegged after news came out that Circle had put 8.25%, equaling $3.3 billion in USD reserves in a Silicon Valley bank that collapsed after widespread client withdrawals. Um, the USDC t- depeg USDC d- hit a low of uh, about 88 cents before rallying above 95 cents after Circle announced it would cover any missing liquidity in Silicon Valley Bank using corporate funds, and that was on Saturday. Last night, around 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Circle announced in a tweet that it will be open for business Monday morning with a new automated settlement via a new partnership with Cross River Bank. Uh, So presently, there are other alternatives to holding funds in USDC. You can hold your funds in a different stablecoin, hold them in Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other crypto, or off-ramp it and hold it in your bank. I'm not suggesting you do anything with your funds, but you should have a plan to move funds around if more issues or new issues arise. Um, it's really interesting to see what's happening with the news. Just in the last week, it's been like, kind of like snip, snap, snip, snap, right? Like you have your negative news, you have your positive news. Like you can just see right now, looking at the chart, like Bitcoin is just erasing um, most of that, most of that sell off, right? That, that's been happening since uh, like last Saturday, last Saturday, like a week, a week and in- two days ago. Um, Part of it might be because, okay, so last night as well, so 10 hours ago, CZ from Binance tweeted out, given the changes in stable coins and banks, Binance will convert the remaining of the 1 billion, billion dollar industry recovery initiative funds from BUSD. So that's their stable coin to native crypto. So including Bitcoin, uh, BNB and Ethereum, Sunfund movements will occur on chain transparency. They did post the address, uh and then 8 hours ago they posted a transfer transaction um craziness so you could be seeing a pump because of that could be could be right cuz like who know who knows sometimes news moves the market sometimes it doesn't my thought is always that news so the chart is going to move the way the chart is going to move right big money's going to move the way it wants to move and the news is just the excuse or the reaction to it it's not um It's not a good indicator necessarily. Um, You know, I know you can sometimes you can catch some of the movement if you are right on top of the news, but most like I don't I don't personally trade off the news. Um, So yeah, so right now we're pushing up to twenty three thousand. That is a bit of a resistance there as well, but so far we are breaking the downtrend from where we topped out locally topped out at about twenty five thousand three hundred. So interesting to see, you know, if we can, if we push up still, and then we back test and find support um, around 21,500 is where I, where I would look, then we could be good for a move up. You know, we do. It's interesting, right? It's so interesting to see how much volatility there is in a week. And even now, traditional markets will be speaking with EJ shortly, you know, um, because of what's been happening with the banks. Now they're potentially pricing in only 25 basis points or zero when last week they were pricing in 50 basis points. Uh, So just really interesting to see what happens. But like I said, volatile. So maybe wait for the dust to settle, go relax, you know, as I said earlier. Uh, But we will move on to EJ because I'm sure he has some very interesting information for us. Thank you, everyone.
3: Thank you, Saverstein. Yeah, it's been an eventful weekend. And I know uh, ourselves, we have money in our treasury and, and we're monitoring that very closely. I think I got, three hours of sleep on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, just solely to make sure that we were, you know, not overextended anywhere anywhere we don't want to be. We're very, you know, very informed on the market, and we like to make sure that we stay ahead of everything. So with the help of Saberstein um, and Bands, you know, I messaged them, I know Saberstein wasn't feeling well, but if anyone's wondering, uh, our treasury is safe, everything's good. Um, thanks to people like uh, the two you hear on on the show with me every Monday. But that's going to move me into this week. Uh, Actually, we're going to recap. I don't really need to recap much more besides the fact that now Signature Bank is on the line. I think uh, we told you guys, it was about last week or two weeks ago, uh, things are too good to be true from what the government was saying. We said those exact words uh, and to be very safe. And then all of a sudden, these dominoes start falling. And then you hear terrible news, good news. It's like, you know, you want to talk about market manipulation. I don't know, tinfoil hat, whatever. It is very interesting to see how these all play. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe this was definitely uh, planned to an extent. And then now uh, it's going to get really bloody. I don't think they expected as much for the economy to react the way they did. But that's going to pull us into this week. Uh, A lot of people don't even know how much money was removed from Silicon Valley Bank when they announced what was what was going on. But we're going to recap real quick Um, from last week: non-farm payrolls rose by 311,000 on in February, above the 225,000 Dow Jones estimate, uh, which was, you know, that that also moved the market a bit. The unemployment rate also rose to 3.6% above the expectations for 3.4. As we say, if these are off, these can move markets. Amid a ticker high in the labor force participation rate to 62.5%, its highest level since March 2020. So people are finally getting back out to work. There also was some good news on the inflation side as average hourly earnings Make sure you guys have got that raise. You know, you can't not get a raise when inflation spikes. Every year, if, you, if you're in a job, you need to be getting a 5 to 10% raise. And if, you're, if your boss can't do that, move on. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, as I run a large-scale company, all of our guys are allowed a 5 five to 10% raise uh, to sit down and discuss how we can f- perform better and how we can make ends meet. Uh, But really make sure that you guys uh, are doing that because hourly earnings climbed 4.6% from a year ago below the estimate of 4.8%. The monthly increase of 0.2% also was below the 0.4% estimate. So those numbers were pretty close, but still off. Leisure and hospitality led employment gains with an increase of 105,000, about in line with the six month average of 91,000. Retail saw a gain of 50,000. Um, and then government added 46,000. Lastly, professional and business services saw an increase of 45,000. Uh, those are the employment gains numbers. So hospitality is leading that sector. Regulators, here we go. Regulators from last week shut down Silicon Valley Bank on Friday and seized its deposits in the largest U.S. banking failure since 2008 financial crisis and the second largest ever. The company's downward spiral began late Wednesday when it surprised investors with news that it needed to raise 2.25 billion to shore up its balance sheets. What followed was the rapid collapse of a highly respected bank that had grown alongside its tech clients. Uh, One of those being uh, a company I follow all the time is Roku. I trade options and Roku is, actually told the ladies, I am watching Roku very closely. They all told customers, uh, sorry, the customers withdrew a staggering $42 billion of deposits within 24 hours by the end of Thursday. $42 billion were withdrawn from the bank. Uh, According to the California regulator filing, shares of SVB Financial stumbled 60% on Thursday. So if you were someone who wasn't panicking, and You shorted the market, you are sitting the exact opposite as everybody else is. You are probably sitting on a big uh, stack of cash right now. The stock dropped another 60% in the pre market Friday before being completely halted and never open for trading. So, this is huge red flags. I don't care what bailouts are happening or what buys or merges or whatever the government's going to say. I don't think you can just recover from $42 billion uh, this quickly by throwing up news. Uh, We'll see what happens. But I want to reiterate what Saberstein said. B, if there's any week maybe not to trade, I would suggest this might be a week you just go outside and touch grass and you throw your phone under the couch so you never look at it. Um, But that is going to lead us into how did the week perform? S&P closed down 4.5 percent nasdaq was down 4.7 dow jones was down 4.4 and russell 2000 took a hit down over 8 um and that leads us into this week actually for today i had no events scheduled because i just want you guys to just be common sense and just watch the market i look for the news um i don't have any special events scheduled for monday tuesday uh, 9, 8, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the highly anticipated February CPI report will be released. This is an economic uh, forecast of a 0.4% month-over-month rise in the inflation gauge and expect the core year-over-year inflation rate to drop 5. Uh, to 5.5% from 5.6% in January. So if these numbers do not drop or they're slightly off, um, or, worst case, they're actually higher, you will see a, a larger sell-off. You absolutely will on Tuesday. This is very very, very important. 9:30 a.m., Eastern Standard Time. If these numbers are off, we could see the last little domino that needs to be kicked from out underneath everything um, and just start to see the whole economy go crazy, because this happens at a very, very crucial time, Very crucial. So know the market's volatile, absolutely have a safe fall. Where do I move funds? How do I move them? And how quickly do I know how to do it? Wednesday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, investors will have the February retail sales report fall into their laps as well. Retail sales are forecast to fall back 0.1% month over month with a large decline in new auto sales in February weighing on the headline figure. Core retail sales are forecasted to fall 0.4%. So if they fall any further, so 0.5, 0.6, that could be a red flag. However, alternatively, if they do better, 0.2, 0.1, we will see the market uh, possibly reverse. Uh, that led into, what else did I have? Thursday, Microsoft will hold an all day special event where CEO uh, and other execs will executives will uh, detail the, feat, the future of work with AI. So chat GB, uh, GPT has been very headline all over. This will go over what they have planned and how they're gonna implement it. Last but not least, we have a very volatile day on Friday, all day. Watch for the volatility in the markets with the expirations of stock options, stock index uh, index futures, stock index, uh, I wrote that twice, index, no I didn't, stock index options, um And stock options, they're different. Triple, this is uh, this, oh, wow, this is already here. It's the triple witching day. I forgot that was this week. Triple witching, wow. This week, <laughs> be safe. Uh, triple witching on Friday. Uh, we have CPIs Tuesday, Wednesday. We have some more reports coming out. Um, and with that, I could go on one word safety. That's all it is this week. Protect your funds. Be smart, be safe, um, and with that, I'm gonna pass it back to you, bands.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. Make sure I was just gonna say oh, too. Go I ahead, actually Sabre. forgot
2: it was Quad Witching Week too. So yeah, definitely watch your butts. Um, also, fun fact: yeah. uh, I believe Chat GPT predicted the market will go will go into a downfall on March 15th. Now that's like just Tim Fall Hat fun stuff, but I always find that thing <laughs> it's fun to watch and interesting to see. So that's in Everyone two days. Everyone wants somebody
3: to blame. So now they can just blame chat GPT and then be like, well, it was, it was, that's their fault. So
2: or that's interesting. Or people will create a cult around chat GPT because it predicted the market downfall. And now everybody's going to love and believe chat GPT. So interesting to see though. (laughs) Anyways.
3: We'll see. see. All these tinfoil hat ideas. Yeah, no, it's going to be. Sorry guys.
1: I started it. it. uh, I love my tinfoil hat theories.
3: you know, be safe, be smart. We can't, we can't, you know, iterate that enough. Just be safe, be smart, have a safe fall in, you know, in place. How quickly can you move funds if that time comes and you need to know what you're doing, know how to do it. um, And that's, that's really the best advice we can give you.
1: Yep. Everybody make sure you are practicing safety. You got your seatbelts on, you got your helmets, you got your gloves. No, I'm just playing. So, um, (laughs) I'm just gonna do quick announcements, real quick, and then I'm so excited to ta- to chat with Doc. Um, he's been patiently waiting, um, as a speaker. So, real quick, just want to go over um some things that are happening. Uh, Space Skellies has 400 um, Matic of prizes, so they're having a cupcake uh, special, and it's like a game that you get to play on Arcadia um at a art at Arcadia Park. I'm sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. So it's cupcake.arcadiapark.com. If the Skellies win, you get additional NFTs and Matic. But just FYI, you have to select the Skellies team and then your points will be recorded um, on the leaderboard.
2: The link is in the comments below.
1: Oh yes, I'm sorry. And the link is in the comments below. Thanks, uh, Saber. So right now, as you guys know, uh, we are going to Polygon and the process of migration um, is happening. So it's been a wild ride. We're going to Polygon. The question is, we got, we have is, why are we moving to Polygon? It is simple. Um, Polygon is a playground for us to build out everything we've dreamed up. We could put a list of reasons, but in reality, we just want to build with no restrictions. Voting from others outside of our community, etc. We just like to, uh, we just um, had a poll. Uh, should we migrate to Polygon? And we asked for your opinions. The um, community voted and stated almost like 100 percent that they wanted to migrate. So currently right now, the process is going to be that the OG Skellies will be migrating first. And then there are going to be some hard staking goes live, uh, Starlace, and then a few other things that are happening um, within this uh, huge migration or or i don't know if i want to say migration or maybe move is probably a better um word um but if you're interested in them i just saw that i'm pressed for time so i don't want to go through every single um i guess everything that you would need to do step by step please hop into our discord and check out the announcements Um, also the evil skellies will will be stake, stakeable once they're revealed. So we have that Evil Skelly's collection that is going to be launched on the Polygon and they are going to be stakeable. More information is available on our announcements. I was just, I just saw the time and I really, I'm so excited to talk with um, Doc. I don't want to keep him waiting. EJ, really quickly, is there any other um, uh, quick announcements that I might have missed because I was,
3: Nope. Yeah, I mean, uh, the bridge is lot. The bridge is done for Stargaze the Polygon. We built the bridge. Uh, we built it in a week. Don't know why it wasn't built prior to this. Uh, it's done. Uh, we've had over 30 successful transactions with test NFTs. Uh, we're going to this week. We're going to send all of the holders that would like to participate test NFTs of five to ten of them. We're going to try to overload the bridge and see and make sure that everything's going smoothly so that we have no issues when the time comes. But please just get into the Discord. It's very simple to move your NFT from Stargaze to Polygon. And I do want to say you don't have to move your NFT to to Polygon. You don't have to if you don't want to. It's an option. Um, So I do want to make sure everyone understands that because we're talking about it. Uh, But that's really it. If you want to help us out, we'd love the help drop into our comments uh, in the Discord. Just drop your stars address and I will have the dev send out NFTs to you. And then we will post in the announcements this week, what day and time we are going to kind of do an overload rally and go at the bridge, uh, but that's really it.
2: I just want to quickly add that if you do decide to use the, help us out with the test net, it's also a great opportunity to see how it, how migration is going to happen. So you can feel a little more confident. Um, Even if you aren't as confident and you don't test, EJ will always, and the team, we will always ensure that you don't lose your NFT. The way that the bridge was built is amazing so that we can go in and manually fix it if something were to happen. But great way to test it
1: out. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Um, Well, Doc, how are you doing this lovely morning? I don't know if it's evening. I know um, where you are in the world. But um, hello. Welcome to our show.
4: Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, I, I'm in Colombia. I don't care about doxing myself or anything. I'm I'm, I'm in Colombia, and uh, I actually live over in the coffee zone. So you know, good coffee. You know, good morning. Uh, you know, had some nice rain last night, so got a nice cool morning this morning. So I can't. I definitely can't complain.
1: Oh, fantastic! So Doc, can you tell us um, about your project? Um, I know it's. I, I think I pronounced it. Is it? Aga, Aga, Agami.
4: Yes, Agami. Yeah. So I'll, I'll explain the name real quick first, just, and that'll give you a little bit of context as to, uh, uh, what we are building. Agami is, is actually, uh, it's a type of karma. The, the, there's three different types of, uh, karma and Agami is the type of karma that you, you accrue innately in nature. It's, it's just innately who you are. So based on just who you are, that's the type of uh, karma that is, uh, that, that you basically give and you get. Uh, so that's, that's the definition of the, of the, uh, uh, of the name. Now, as far as the project goes, uh, the project is where we we build uh, NFC—not uh, NFT, but in, uh, NFC near field uh, uh, communication encryption—and we use blockchain technology to actually authenticate physical products using NFC. So it's kind of like a bridge uh, where, I mean, I'm sure many people have called, uh, I've heard of, uh, digital integration where they are integrating physical products, uh, with NFTs. That's, that's a bit like what we do, but, uh, it's, it's a little bit more, um, uh, complicated in the sense that it's not just a NFT that's sitting on an NFC chip that, uh, that NFT is, you know, the, the digital uh, like digital certificate of that physical product for authenticity or anything like that. It's it's a little bit more than that. So we use it for authenticating physical products. But a lot of people, you know, when they think digital, they think, okay, um, you're authenticating like luxury products for counterfeiting. That's uh, oh, right now. Um, we've in lost you. you uh, okay. Pharmaceuticals. So we actually use our technology to help actually authenticate uh, pharmaceutical products, um, simply because, uh, it, uh, roughly about 10% of the world's pharmaceutical products in the world uh, that are actually, uh, given out through pharmacies and everything like that are actually counterfeit or fake drugs. And this has led to the deaths of thousands and thousands of uh, people around the world. Um, This is not a problem that you'll typically see inside of the United States or Australia or the UK or anything like that. This is your mid-income, low-income countries. Uh, But it was projected back in 2019 that 200,000 kids uh, died because they were prescribed something from the pharmacist that the pharmacist uh, themselves didn't even realize was uh, a counterfeit drug. And it's a it's, it's a pretty big problem that we're trying to solve. So that's that's just one of the elements of our uh, of our
2: technology.
1: OK, so um, I had gone to your site and there was something that stated that you're fighting organized crime with the offline NFC authentication protocol. So you're near.
4: Sorry, did I um, disconnect? I can't chip hear that, Give me just a second.
1: OK, I guess he has to hop out and hop back in.
4: Sorry about that. Can Can Go ahead. Hear me? See, see if that, uh, my connection's back. And just like that, uh, with Twitter spaces, I cannot hear uh, space galleys. That's interesting. Um, (laughs) I may need to drop out and drop back in.
1: Oh, it's so quiet. I'm not used to it. I'm not used to this.
2: I know. It's okay. He'll be back soon. Otherwise, we can look at the Bitcoin chart because Bitcoin went up even more. I think last I saw 23.4. So we are moving and grooving. And if you are long, that is cool. But if you're looking to short, maybe hold up wait
4: a minute sorry about that guys i have no idea how much you guys heard i, I don't know if it was a twitter space thing or uh we'll, we'll go go from there
1: Uh we heard most of it i just um i was asking about you had put a blog in your um website saying fighting organized crime with offline nfc authentication can you tell uh can you talk a little bit about that since um it says you know i see you heard kind of chatting about the silk road and um you know, authentic, uh, uh, you know, verifying (laughs) products. I'm sorry, I'm I'm having my tongue is tied right now. (laughs)
4: Uh, Absolutely. A little bit of backstory on how I even got into developing this technology in the first place is uh, I'm a former uh, special operations uh, combat medic and mass casualty coordinator. Uh, So I've been kind of all over the world and have experienced everything and dealt with, you know, human trafficking and all kinds of different things like that. Um, and, uh, one of my experiences was I was actually the mass casualty coordinator for the earthquake in Haiti, uh, back in 2010. And, uh, I'm, we had a small boy his name was, uh, Arresto. He was about, uh, three and a half years old and, you know, lost both of his parents during the the initial earthquake. Um, we were able to pull him out of the rubble, had to, take care of a lot of, uh, medical issues, but he, you know, he recovered pretty nicely. And, uh, during that time, uh, I actually went to go get him some food, uh, came back and suddenly he was just like gone, even though I just saw him a few minutes, uh, prior. And I I look around and see that there's some sort of, you know, um, NGO worker, uh, non-government official, um, just kind of carrying him off. And so, of course, I I run over to see what's going on. And this uh, person uh, who claimed to be working for a uh, church organization uh, said, oh, yeah, we're taking all the children within this hospital area, moving them over to a facility where they can all be taken care of better. And something just didn't seem right. So I was like, you know what? You need to go get permission from U.S. Army Command. U.S. Army Command uh, uh, controls this area uh, for triage. uh, So you need to go get approval first. And he just kind of handed me a resto back and slightly smiled and then made a beeline out of the facility. Set off all kinds of bells in my head. Um, You know, lo and behold, after talking to U.S. Army Command about what just happened and everything, two weeks later, uh, he was actually caught on the border of the Dominican Republic with several other um, people that he was working with, with roughly about 100 children inside of connex, And they were trying to transport them across the Dominican Republic border to sell them to, uh, for labor, basically uh, labor within Dominican Republic. And that was like one of my very first major experiences with uh, human trafficking. So uh you know it it, it kinda it, it was like a branding iron to the heart to know that that was almost Oresto. Oresto was like a son to me at that time. Um you know and I I I put a lot of focus and care on him. And uh so shortly after my service I started working with uh some human trafficking interdiction teams in the Middle East and Northern Africa. So I mean we've we've done kinds of different uh, trafficking situations uh, from sex trafficking to uh, actually, you know, trafficking uh, of humans that were being forced to traffic drugs or being forced to traffic counterfeit goods or anything like that. And that during that time, that's when I learned that the number one funding source of human trafficking actually isn't sex trafficking. It's not child trafficking. It's actually uh, uh, counterfeit good production. So people get you know, forced into working to produce counterfeit goods or to and, and you know, that also includes producing, you know, uh, illegal or illicit businesses for mining uh, or, or anything like that. So there's a level of authentication that is real when it comes to physical goods. Uh, a lot of people don't realize it's like, oh, you know, I'm I'm buying a knockoff Gucci hat you really don't realize the detriment that you're causing to somebody else, uh, to to another human being that are being forced to live, to create these fake products, whether they're luxury goods, whether they're pharmaceuticals, whether they're uh, being mined or anything like that. Um, Every time you purchase a counterfeit good, you're basically giving money to human trafficking to some degree. And so fast forward to about 2016, that's when I started seeing a little bit about uh, using authentic, you know, uh, authentication on blockchain where, you know, NFT and so- smart contracts were starting to come out. Uh, but I mean, that was really just kind of for digital assets. And then the next layer kind of came about 2020 uh, when so- some the idea of authenticating physical goods using blockchain technology was really becoming more apparent. And that's when I decided to, you know, go all in. Uh, me and my business partner, we started Agami and we really wanted to really focus on how can we use this technology in order to fight human trafficking, in order to fight, you know, the counterfeit uh, counterfeit production uh, in all facets.
1: Oh, EJ, did you want to say something? before? If-
4: no, I accidentally unmuted my mic, but since I did, I'll say uh, thank you for what you've done. I mean, I, I'm just listening and I won't say anymore, but yeah, it, it's, that this is probably the,
3: I yeah this is amazing that you're doing this and that story you just said like I'm picturing it in my head I can't even imagine the emotions that went through, um but you use that to do something with and build but I'll let bands talk sorry,
1: oh no no this is uh we all ask questions here, um I just kind of wanted to hear about your your product how maybe how it works is it kind of like the um that small 13 millimeter microchip that, um, is being used as LNQ chip that's being used on other fashion items. Um, or is this, um, more like a tag? Like how does, how do you get the verification for in the near field communication thing to, you know, on your product or how, how do you do that?
4: Yeah, this is a great question. Um, we don't have a one single specific chip that we use. We, we have a very wide range of chips. Uh, we actually have uh, uh, 25 different types of chips and it really just depends on the physical product that we're using it for um, so you know the, the, the chips that are being used for pharmaceutical products we have uh, three different types of chips for those uh, for clothing products we have different types of chips uh, and anything like 424 tags or anything like that are pretty common for that kind of situation um, we also have uh, a very very special uh, uh, type of chip that um, we help design and we actually are rolling out our own line of luxury watches just as a sort of concept of the technology. So a little bit about the watch itself is, uh, and I'll have to post a picture in the comments or something like that, but uh, the, the glass of the watch is actually the NFC chip. Um, so there's no actual battery. There's no, um, you know, uh, powered mechanics or anything like that uh, other than the fact that the watch is an automatic watch uh, Doesn't require power source or anything like that the glass is made out of a, you know a sapphire glass and then we use basically a um, A copper coiling that goes around the bevel of the glass uh, and then a small microprocessor on the edge of it that connects the uh, The copper wiring and then that actually allows you to uh, Read the the watch now the watch um, there's a lot of different use cases um, right now. The, the, the main use case that we have for these watches are basically kind of like a blockchain, you know, uh business card where, you know, somebody can scan my download my contact details. And it kind of looks like a decentralized version of link tree um, where uh, the entire profile itself is end to end decentralized. Uh, uh, so you don't have to pay month to month or anything like that to have, this profile there's an nft that actually authenticates the physical product itself and then you can actually access the watch and edit uh, the information on the watch um because you have that nft within your uh, uh within your wallet uh so there is no actual you know you don't have to sign up and you don't have to uh sign in using an email and password or anything like that so as long as you have the uh, the NFT uh the nft you can basically access the watch uh, using a token gated process, edit whatever information you want on there uh, and then, and and then be used for however you want. couple things that we oh. are, go ahead. Sorry.
1: So the, Oh, so essentially the customer is updating the metadata for their product or what they're sharing. Right.
4: Yeah. So uh, I, I, I actually, so we use, instead of, the uh, th- there's several different layers to it. Instead of the NFT really being the source of displaying the information, we're actually using a blockchain called Arweave that allows you to actually have a really nice and well put together uh, UI, uh, uh, and uh, and that UI uh, is fully decentralized. So as long as you have paid for that product, uh, you paid for that space for that uh, um, for that decentralized space to be displayed. Uh, Essentially that payment, you know, happens when you actually make the purchase of the watch. Uh, You own that in perpetuity. Uh, So there's no hosting that happens. Uh, uh, There's no payment that needs to be made on a continuous basis. This is something that was really important to us is um, when a lot of these physical products uh, that are getting the digital integration uh, one of the things that we have seen that a lot of people really haven't thought very far down the line on is if I put an NFC chip into a physical product, I need to be able to display information through that NFC chip. And, it's, and I can't just hyperlink uh, a NFT or anything like that. Because if I do, most of the hyperlinks are to centralized profiles, meaning you know, there's a business out there that pays to keep the lights on. Well, what if that business goes out of business, basically? you know what if uh, you're to hyper- OpenSea? What if you're hyperlinking to you know uh, various different uh, uh, places where you could source that information? If it's not decentralized, then eventually that information is going to expire. that, 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 uh, that link that you're using is going to expire, uh, which means that there's a good chance that some of these physical products, especially on the luxury side, are going to live longer than the data that exists on the nft or nfc chip that is actually authenticating the physical product and that's a problem because i mean you, know, you have to realize that uh, there are rolexes out there that have very very high value but they have even more value if they still have the certificate of authentication that the uh, physical product it was created with um now let's say you do that exact same thing with a watch And with that watch, you know, I, I create this watch and I put an NFC chip in there. I load some data on there, but if it's on a centralized, uh, server, that information is being displayed from a centralized server and nobody's there on a continuous basis to keep the lights on for that centralized server, then that information is no longer, you know, good for that NFC chip, which not only does it just reduce the overall uh, value without the uh, certificate of authentication being that NFT. It reduces the physical product entirely simply because you have a feature of that physical product that no longer operates. So one of the things that we want to make sure is when Agami is dead and gone, when I'm dead and gone and uh, and, and there's nobody there to continue to create products for Agami or for anybody else, That information should still be able to be displayed. So we don't necessarily tie it to any type of centralized server that we create. We tie it to a blockchain, and because we know that there are uh, a lot of these blockchain technologies will uh, exist long after we uh, we are gone, both Agami and myself and my partner.
1: So, um, what blockchain are you using for you know for your product or? So yeah. we
4: actually have several different uh, blockchains that we can use. It's actually more up to the customer than, uh, uh, rather than ourselves. But we use Polygon. We use Arweave. Uh, we can use Ethereum. Um, it just depends on what their desire uh, is, what, uh, what the physical products are we authenticating, and, you know, and which, which blockchain do they overall prefer.
1: Um, so uh, have, you got, have, you, have you rolled out the product yet? Have you been able to, I think you, you said you were, you were doing for pharmaceutical products already, right?
4: Yeah, so we are, we're doing a beta uh, run of uh, pharmaceutical products now. Um, our watches uh, are in beta right now as well. Um, and, uh, and we are about to roll out the, the profiles. And profiles aren't actually going to be tied to a physical product until uh, until we do some uh, decentralized profiling and, and testing and everything uh, actually starting next week. Um, but essentially, these profiles are going to be a decentralized version of Linktree. So you just go on, and you can uh, uh, connect your wallet. And when you connect your wallet, you can actually mint your own version of Linktree. We actually call it uh, uh, Lotus Link. And with Lotus Link, as soon as you make that purchase, which will be uh, eight dollars, about eight dollars, you own that in in perpetuity. That is yours. You don't have to pay monthly for it. You can edit the information when you want, uh, and you basically have a link tree that you don't have to uh, that doesn't have any type of monthly cost to it. Uh, If the
1: hold on, if the NFT moves wallets, will um, the information change? Will that affect?
4: Great question. Yes. uh, So, this is actually a really cool feature. Um, So, let's say I have my watch and you want to buy my watch. You you see me with my watch, and it's like, hey, I love that watch. I want to buy it from you. Okay, sure. Well, if I sell that NFT, because that NFT is going to be the actual transaction of that physical product, if I sell that NFT to you, it will wipe the profile that is on the watch. Me, basically rendering it useless to me and I can no longer edit the information on the watch because it's token-gated. So I have to have that NFT in order to be able to do anything with that watch. Uh, and then at that point, uh, I, I give you the watch and then you can access the watch yourself with that NFT and then you can uh, actually edit and change the information on there however you see fit.
1: So it's almost like a soul-bound token a little bit, right?
4: Almost, yeah. It's not necessarily soul-bound. Necessarily to, uh, uh, to your wallet or anything. Uh, essentially, it's, I, I, honestly, I, I would look at it this way. I would look at it as like, if I'm buying a car from you, the transaction happens mainly over the key. Uh, 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 and you really can't drive the car or anything without the key. And so I sell the key to you and that gives you access to that physical product. And, that, and now that physical product belongs to you. Uh, and it's the same thing with this NFT. With this NFT, you cannot access that physical product being the watch uh, without, that, uh, without that NFT and be able to edit the information. Now, others can scan the watch and they can see the information that's displayed, um, but they can't necessarily make edits to that information uh, uh, or anything like that. They can't really claim it as their product or anything like that uh, because they have to have the NFT. So this helps with uh, theft. If somebody steals my watch um, and tries to sell it to a pawn shop, that pawn shop owner is like, I've never heard of Agami. I'm going to look up Agami. Oh, I can scan this watch. Okay, that's cool. I'll scan it. Oh, you're not Doc, that's interesting. Oh, you're, Apparently, you're supposed to have an NFT. Can you show me this NFT that uh, you're the owner of this physical product? And then at that point, that actually saves you because uh, your information is actually being displayed on that watch. They can contact you as the actual owner. And then it also saves uh, the pawn shop from buying a stolen product and then having to return the product and do insurance and all that craziness. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's a major use case for, for something like this.
1: That sounds so cool, but I'm not going to lie. When I think of a pawn shop, I don't think of them ever asking if this NFT <laughs> verifies this product because I feel like the pawn shops are so, like a, a thing a thing of the past. You know what I mean? I know that sounds terrible, but like.
4: <laughs> it, it, it is a good question, but you, there is one thing about pawn shops. And, you know, we, we did a lot of interviewing and stuff for this is if they see a product, especially that looks like a luxury product, they need to understand what the value of that luxury product is. So they're going to look it up. So if they look it up they say, "Oh, I'm supposed to be able to scan this." Okay, so I can scan it with my phone. Perfect. Okay. I scan this and it uh, and immediately it's going to just who the owner of that product is. And they're going to look at that, they're probably going to see a profile picture of me, and then they're going to look up and see somebody that probably doesn't look a lot like me and be like, "Uh, is this yours? Like how did you get this?" And then, and then that's going to start some questions and everything and and, uh, and and probably lead to that person being able to actually return the watch to me.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, as for I'm I'm very intrigued and very excited. Um, you have beta testing for the watch. I'll just send you a DM with my address and you can mail me a watch. No problem. I'll beta test for you. <laughs> They're very nice. I was I went to the site and I saw how nice they were. Um, they're not I didn't think they're ladies. They don't seem like women's watches, but you um, have a women's version.
4: I don't have any pictures of it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to send you it because I'll send you a picture directly. But we do have a, a women's one of the uh, if, you, if you're actually looking at the main watch, it's made out of uh, black walnut and mahogany. And uh, and uh that watch, we actually have a women's line for as well.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Well, um, on that, I know I see that you're also part of developer DAO. If you wanted to touch on that um, or if you wanted to and or (laughs) you wanted to kind of maybe final thoughts, something you would like to um, kind of chat before we start wrapping it up. I do. I don't know if we have a couple minutes. If anybody in the crowd would like to ask uh, Doc any questions or if he's willing to take any questions, um, I, I should have asked him first. I didn't know. Um, if he was pressed for time. Oh, EJ.
4: Hey,
3: so I heard you say uh, mahogany and walnut. Uh, I do a lot of woodworking. So do you, are there, I haven't looked at the site. Do you do a lot of these yourselves? You guys, use you CNC's, lates, or what do you guys use to build out these
4: watches? Yeah, great question. So all the watches are actually made out of refurbished wood and uh, refurbished metal parts. Uh, so it's really, really cool Had a kind of a sustainable, uh, product approach for this whole thing. And, and, you know, also kind of leaning on that whole idea that we wanted to prove that these watches and the technology behind the watches didn't require any type of power source. Uh, so yeah, we, we use uh, refurbished wood and everything, and we source that actually out of Oregon. Um, and then the metal parts are actually sourced, uh, in Southeast Asia for refurbished metal parts. And then, uh, the, uh, uh, the actual. Uh, automatic movement uh the the element that actually makes the watch tick that's actually uh created in italy that's awesome that's
3: awesome were there i i don't know how much i mean i know you know a lot about woods and stuff but if i sent you uh some custom wood species like bird's eye maple and some bloodwood and purple
4: hearts would you guys use that for anything if would you guys be able to use that we we could i'd have to that that's a partner question because i i'm more of like the technology side yeah yeah uh, and he's he's much more into the physical product i I know we've had a conversation with uh, about that and there there's a there's an uh, a point where we could do something like that i I would have to i'd have to get his green light though he's the boss on that side yeah no awesome i didn't know if there was a way we could line
3: something up and run maybe a custom few pieces for myself and the team or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, we'd love to chat more about that. I'm, I'm all about the, the woodworking and metalwork and all of that. So I do love that you're using, uh, reclaimed wood, um, reclaimed parts. That's very important. Um, I, I know, very well artists and designers can use every scrap down to the last piece if they know what they're doing. And I'm and I'm happy to hear that. So really looking forward to it. That caught my caught my attention when you said uh walnut and some mahoganies and uh, we have quite the wood selection. So I'd love to discuss further and maybe even send you guys the supply. You don't even have to buy anything. We'll just send it to you and then we can maybe discuss further on that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Like right now I think we have uh we we have several different watches. We have uh the, the the our our uh flagship which is the mahogany and uh walnut, but we also have full walnut. We have uh birch. Uh, we have like a green sandalwood. We have a couple of different uh other options as well. But yeah, I mean, we we've we've def- definitely had some fun playing with the uh the variety of uh options. Perfect. Yeah, that I'll, I'll look forward to I'll, I'll dm you and see if we want to set something up uh but we'll discuss that further so i appreciate it sure i mean and, and you, you you guys can bring anybody up to ask questions or anything like that I'm, I'm okay with time uh uh as you're doing that i uh i'll answer the developer dao question developer dao is just essentially a it's a dao full of Honestly, software engineers and and people that are very uh, in tune with software development, uh, mostly on the Web3 side. Um, so, I mean, we have everybody that are back-end developers, front-end developers. Uh, um, the founder is uh, Nader, D- uh, Nader Dabit, who is uh, one of the major, major people that have pushed uh, the Web3 uh, social media protocol uh, called uh, Lens Protocol, which is essentially it's, it's, uh, it's Web3 Twitter. Um, you, you can go on there. You, you get an NFT for your profile, uh, and uh, and you can you know post information and stuff like that. And it's completely decentralized. It's it's a really cool platform. Perfect. I uh, asked bands because I haven't looked at the site. But how much? Do you guys have a, a price on the watches yet, or have you guys not released that information? quite <laughs> Yeah. So uh, right now, uh, as as we are going in into in the beta, they're they're five hundred dollars each.
3: Okay. Perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so that answers my question. I had messaged Bands and she said she wasn't sure. So I wanted to, if anyone else in the audience would love to support the project, um, something more actual, physical, that would, I mean, this is different. And this is when you can bring that Web 2 into Web 3. And uh, I think, I just love, like, back to the very beginning, and we'll let you roll get out of here. But I love that you took what had happened, your past and and everything, and your experience to to fulfill something that, uh, hasn't really been done. I mean I'm sure that people have done s- other things but I just I was just listening to that story once again and I was I just pictured in my head like holy lord um and then you use that to kind of fuel the fire to do what you're doing. So once again hats off to you and um usually most people we bring up don't have stories quite like that and I've really enjoyed listening to what you guys have been doing so once again thank you.
4: Absolutely. I I really appreciate it. Both my uh business partner and I were were big time advocates for uh, human trafficking and, and for forced labor. Um, you know, both my partner and I, we, we do a lot for, uh, uh, fostering and adoption. I, I, I actually, I still do on the side, I assist in cleft palate surgeries and stuff for orphans down here in Columbia. Uh, my partner, he, uh, he, he's actually a uh, registered nurse himself other than just being a technology guy and, uh, and, uh he he volunteers in oregon uh for fostering and adoption i think he has two uh uh babies right now that are um that he's fostering and uh and yeah he's he's just an active guy in the foster and adoption community as well so we're i mean uh it, it it this mission's very near and dear to our heart yeah that
3: that's even that's just that says a lot about your character and your partners and that's uh i've always you know, families that can foster and, and they take, you know, take other kids under their wings. And I think that's just amazing. And and one day, you know, I have no children, but I hope one day I can and help a child or others. You know, that's just, that's great to hear. I'm so happy that you guys have been doing this and if I kind of a, uh, we have a large family, my, my sister-in-law and them, and seeing just how passionate you are about the, you know, like children. And I don't know much about human trafficking, but I, I can't even imagine i I can't even imagine what you guys the emotions and everything you've been through um yeah, I'm just honestly this has been great I've really enjoyed this morning um and I really really am excited to get myself a watch like because I know what it's supporting too so i I hope others if you guys want to watch get a hold of me and maybe we can do a, a bulk or batch order of some some sort and because um, when when could we ideally purchase the watches i know it's in beta but when do you when could we put an order in
4: so uh this is actually a great question because i I, the one thing i do want to mention is i don't want to price gate anybody out of like a watch uh uh because i mean it's 500 dollars. it's really cool the technology is cool but we we can make something that's also a little bit more entry-level friendly too so uh one first obviously the first thing that we're rolling out to the public is uh lotus link which is essentially going to be the same thing as a decentralized profile that exists on on the watch uh lotus link is like you know uh like i explained earlier it's kind of like a decentralized link tree um and you guys can purchase a uh a uh, uh lotus link of your own uh for uh, for right about eight dollars and then once we've finished some of the testing for that we're actually going to roll out um some, uh, some bands that are NFC, uh, uh, NFC-enabled bands as well, rough for right about, you know, somewhere between like 10, $15. Uh, so that way you can actually wear your Lotus link. Uh, you can wear that uh, kind of like a business card or, you know, a creator card or anything that you want to put on there. Because, I mean, we're going to have some uh, really cool stuff that you can add on there as well. Like, you know, if, you, if you're a musician, you can put your music on there. If, you have, uh, if you're an artist, you'll be able to put some of your art on there. And people can scan that band and, you know, you can use it however you want. Um, and then, you know, once we have some physical testing with, these, uh, with people using, you know, the bands, we'll roll out the watches. So target date right now, we're looking at right about two months uh, to roll out the watches, about a month to roll out the bands.
3: Perfect. That's perfect. Okay. I will be in touch and, um, yeah, we'll just, just keep me in the loop and all I, I followed you on Twitter and then I'll probably get connected with you if you use discord, cause that's typically where I'm at. And then we can uh just communicate over the next few months rolling into the watches and, uh, you just let us know what we need to do to help you guys.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for the, the, uh, interest. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to getting this, uh, these items into people's hands and getting to use it and everything. And uh, oh, sorry. Last last thing I will I, I will mention is uh, we will be doing regular software updates to these decentralized profiles, which means uh, which is actually really cool. Um, you'll never have to update uh, the physical product. Um, mm-hmm. We will retroactively um, be able to update everything. So if you buy the first line of watches, we're not going to be like Apple where you have to. Uh, Pay uh, or buy a new watch to get the new features or anything like like that. We will actually continue to update the uh, The decentralized profiles allowing people to do additional things with it. One of the things that we're actually working on right now is um, uh, Being able to use the watches to make payments uh, to actually connect your crypto wallet and actually be able to do You know typical. you want to buy your uh, coffee with USDC we're looking to do that with these watches as well. So some really cool updates that we're looking to do with these watches.
3: I'm looking forward to it as well. I'll just stay in the loop, like I said. And um, if anyone has questions, you we're going to let Doc get rolling. But if you have questions, reach out to him. Um, if you're interested in, in maybe starting out with just the the $8, uh, the chip is what it's called. what It's pretty
4: much what it is, right? It's a chip? Yeah. It, yeah, we, we call them uh, NOAA tags or uh, their NFC off okay and then and then the band is next so if you guys want to
3: support uh what they're building reach out to myself or, or doc and then from there maybe if you want to watch in the future we can uh work some package together if we have enough that are wanting to purchase some watches so please if you guys do want one let me know and then between doc and i we can set something up but bands you are uh, i'll pass it back to you sorry i kind of went on forever but it's a. Uh,
1: No, no, this was perfect. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you so much, uh, our guests, for coming. This was an amazing show, Um, a great product. I'm super excited to see what happens with it. Um, Next week, we're going to be joined by uh, Krusty Critters. They are an NFT project run by a family. Very, very funny, hilarious. I love their their NFTs. I just kept minting them because they they just had these like funny little sayings and the drawings were hysterical. So they'll be on the show next week on Monday. And then, um, as always, thank you for joining us on Bare Bones. But EJ, please close us out with your wonderful positive vibes.
3: Thanks, man. I always love how you introduce it. Um, yeah, guys, as we always say, you know, enjoy your week. I do want to reiterate one more time be safe, be smart, protect your funds at the end of the day. That's the most important thing protect your funds. Um, and with that, enjoy your week, make someone's week better. Uh, like we say, hold a door, tell them thank you, give them a hug, be there to listen. Um, and always choose to find the good and the bad, no matter what the situation may be. There's always some good, Uh, be positive, help people out. And with that, we will see you guys next time. And thank you guys. See ya.
1: Bye.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was the bare bones of web three episode 22 featuring special guest, Patrick Skinner. (laughs) hosted by B-Bands with the Space Skellies. Recorded on Monday, March 13th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke blows in when I start a session. Blink canvas, place up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the burst. in the universe I'm just writing some words enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs like remember when I had to fight the centaur I'm a book nerd let me take you on the journey lost in the labyrinth searching out the lost fern for certain got the taxes included acting like a writer never felt secluded